Thank you for listening to Lighthouse Community Podcast. Find out more about us on Instagram at the Red Lighthouse Community Vasai. You can also join our online Sunday service on YouTube. Log on to YouTube and search for Lighthouse Community. Do share and subscribe. God bless you. Good morning. How is everyone? Well, I want to take a moment and imagine you being sitting in lighthouse. Well, I can see everyone here. Everyone is seated in their own respective places as every Sunday. And and behind there there are my special ones, the last benches. Love you guys. Thank you for joining in. I'm so glad we are here. Well, I I saw that with the faith, with the eyes of faith. Now I want to start with appreciating. I want to thank you all for letting me be real, for allowing me to be authentic version of me. It really sets me free. It really makes me feel alive. Instead of trying to perform, I can just be real and just share my heart. I can take risk to to the highest level because i know there's a family not a congregation but a family i thank you i thank you so much that you always allowed me to be real and allowed me to take risk so today again i'm taking a risk i ask god as always that show me what you want to tell show me what your heart is today what you want to share and i was doing that i also thought what if i ask the same thing in different way well if i ask papa show me who i am show me who you made me to be will it be same well i think so i think it is the same prayer in a different level it's one thing to look at father oh well in other words i would say it is different thing to look at god as father and look at god as a taskmaster many times we look at god as a taskmaster and we are going towards will of god we are like god show me what your purpose is show me what your will is as if god is going to give us a list of tasks 1 2 3 4 and all the life we have to do those tasks there is a huge difference between a taskmaster and a father and the father in heaven there is a taskmaster there is father and father in heaven taskmaster gives you list of things to do to perform father tells you how to do it he may help you in doing certain things but then he lets you do it but the father in heaven does things and he makes you see those things and do it jesus said I don't do anything by my own. I do what I see Father doing. He's seeing what Father is doing. Taskmaster doesn't have anything, any contribution in any task that he gives you. But here we have Father who says, "I'm going to step in first and do things before you work on it." That's what he says. We are predestined for good works. the good works that father has already done and we are working on them this brings me to and one interesting question very interesting question i want to ask you 
think about all the good things that you have done think about the good things that you are right now doing and the good things that you will ever do and tell me which one of that thing is the one that father has not done already let that sink in i have made very big statement every good thing comes from the father every good thing may we know it or we don't realize it it comes from the father of heaven i want to pray one short prayer before i start ahead can we all close our eyes thank you father for this time i bless every ear that is listening i bless every heart that is receiving i pray may the hearts be prepared like a good soil so that they will receive the implanted word and that may bring out harvest in coming time i bless everyone in jesus name well having said that we all know that we are children of god it happened by believing jesus came and he gave us right to be called children of god in hebrews it says that he is not ashamed to call us his brothers yes we are his brothers and sisters he gave us that right and we are not big enough to say well i don't believe so if you don't believe it won't work for you but he has already done that he has already paid it he has already made a statement he has already made that agreement and said you have become my brothers and sisters we have become the partakers of divine nature so we are equipping we are getting equipped into his image into the very image that we were predestined we were made into so that equipping is happening before i go on that i want to break some boundaries in the church today we have created so many boundaries there's one particular distinction that we have created which sometimes i bothers me like we have created a boundary around the pulpit so there are people on one side of pulpit and the people on other side of pulpit the one side like pastors apostles prophets and ministers even the choir they come in the category of god's people they are working for god they are doing the ministry of god and the other side we have congregation they are like babes and little children the sunday school children well uh that's not biblical at all well you may say i know that that's not biblical i know everyone is a part of body everyone is doing ministry in their own way and in their own life well we have heard so many teachings on that like everything that we do even the housekeeping and working and whatever job you are doing is ministry towards god we say we know that but do we really know that well if i ask you are you doing ministry what will be your spontaneous answer will you say yes i am doing ministry in my workplace yes i am worshiping god in my workplace or if you are a housewife will you spontaneously answer yes i'm doing ministry while while raising up my children think about it 
do we really know it to that extent that we really believe in ourselves that what we are doing in our daily routine is ministry to god i want to stress this point i am as minister of god while prophesying as paul bhai is doing his work and when paul bhai is changing diapers of baby he is doing as service to god as i do while i preach i want to make that point clear because of this distinction we we separated these things like there are people of god who are doing special work for god and the people who are doing their own work and sometimes they do work for god it's not that yes there are people who are specially selected for special work like fivefold ministry the fivefold minister the apostles the teachers and prophets and and evangelists and teachers preachers that's they're chosen for certain work let's see what they're chosen chosen for uh let's read ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 onwards it says and his gifts were varied he himself appointed and gave men to us some to be apostles special messengers some prophets inspired preachers and expounders some evangelists preachers of gospel traveling missionaries some pastors shepherds of his flock and teachers his intention was a perfecting and the full equipping of the saints his consecrated people that they should do the work of ministering toward building up Christ's body the church that it might develop until we all attain oneness in the faith and in the comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the son of god that we might arrive at really mature manhood the completeness of personality which is nothing less than the standard height of christ's own perfection the measure of the stature of the fullness of the christ and the completeness found in him did you listen to it carefully you can read it again the fivefold was given as a gift for the equipping of the saints the body we all are part of it every organ of body is important every member of body is important every member of body is called saint and fivefold is given so that the saints will be equipped for the completeness of body i want to break that distinction so that we will know that every one of you every member of you whether you are standing on the pulpit or not whatever you do wherever you are you are a part of his divine body of which jesus is head i'm bringing you to the realization of your place that you are not ordinary you are not ordinary you are not mere human but you are more than that you are part of his body of his divine nature and the problem happens when we divide the people saying they are congregation and they are the the ministers is that this congregation doesn't know that they are ministers they are ministers of the body and they are getting if we equip to the fivefold and that's what i want to break today and i want to 
bring you to the realization of your accountability well i'm not bringing to you to the place of feeling good about you but i'm bringing a revelation to you saying you are an accountable part of his body so what happens to you what happens in your life matters for the body to be equipped having said that if i have been able to convince you that you are all in in this ministry no matter what you are doing then i want to talk about the preparation because as i said the fivefold was given for the equipping of the saints so you are saints and maybe today god may have given me the words of prophecy to equip you so please listen to me and i i, I hope you will be blessed by this message that i bring you about the about the preparation of the bride so i want to talk about the preparation just like there are different seasons there are different stages of preparation there are different seasons for preparation and there is one crucial and important stage or season which is called sowing well few days back i was talking with one of my aunt in kolhapur and we were talking about the rain and the sowing of rice and she was saying that still waiting for one more rain and then once the farm is prepared they will go i want to tell about this process of uh, rice planting in village how it happens many of you may already know it so when when the rain comes the first rain comes and then they know that the rain is coming the monsoon is coming they start preparing the farm and at the same time they prepare something called seed beds so these are like small portion of farms they prepare specially for sowing the seeds so they will sow all the grains the rice in that bed and water it and then it will spring forth and it will bring out small plants of rice and when the rain comes it starts coming and they will prepare the entire farm they will make it equal and they will make it water uh, they will make sure that the water has been filled in the farms then they will remove these small plants and replant them in the main farm and the, in the entire process you know like then the the plants grow and they get grains and we get harvest like it's so amazing so beautiful uh, process of farming that we see that we have one seed that is sown and that brings forth grain i want to ask you a simple thing very simple very crude question if i give you a seed and uh, of grain and i say if you sow this seed you will get just one grain out of it will you sow it well that's a stupid question stupid argument like why would i waste so much of time and efforts on the seed that can bring only one seed one seed or one grain out of it well that doesn't happen in our life thank god for that that every seed bring forth multiplication every seed that is sown bring forth in multiplication now i want to speak something different many times when we talk about sowing it is in relation to finances that is most important like that is like its direct application direct analogy but today i'm not going to talk about finances i'm talking about sowing in your heart yes that 
is so important i want to tell you what happened in lockdown to me so when lockdown started i was more active on social media and media and those things started getting in my heart i started uh, receiving those things in my heart and those became like seeds which has very small incubation period like they grew so fast and they showed up their fruits very fast within weeks i started showing symptoms of being bitter it was not that there was no bitterness there was brokenness but the seeds that i allowed to reach in my heart got an opportunity to feed on something and bring forth something that would try to destroy me and i was going through very low very low period very rough time rough patch and at that time i decided something very wise i stopped receiving what was not good for me i stopped the sowing thing in my heart and within weeks ahead things started to normalize and thank god for for family and people who love me they just checked on me they just talked to me and this they just made sure that they are there and they spoke words of even simple affection and empathy that really helped me out of it and i realized what we sow in our hearts is so much important do you know the scripture says that uh the the power is in the tongue the words have power it can destroy it can make things what is more powerful tell me if if the words have power what is more powerful than the source of the words think about the the jet engine yes jet engine is powerful but more powerful is what can control its direction yes the words are powerful but what controls the words is what's inside of our heart jesus said we speak out of the abundance of our hearts the mouth speaks what we speak is actually the product of what is sown inside of our hearts sometimes it was sown by someone else our hearts has been broken our hearts had been hurt there were wounds there were torments those were all sown in our hearts and they bring forth the fruits i think there are there this two way process that has to happen in our lives and that happens because god wants to heal us so in in one side we have this healing of the brokenness and wounds in our hearts and the other side is sowing of the good things that's why we have prophets who brings prophecies and promises that are sown in our hearts even as i'm speaking some of the words may be like seed to your heart which will bring forth harvest if bad thing sown in our hearts can bring something that can really kind of paralyze us how much more the good thing and more much more because the holy spirit is in us what is sown in our hearts is seed but then what happens is the holy spirit takes those words and make them alive for us i want to read one scripture it says the spirit such as all things even the deep things of god for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them in the same way one knows 
no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God what we have received is not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from God so that we may understand what God has freely given us this is what we speak not in words taught by human wisdom but the words taught by the spirit explaining spiritual realities with spirit taught words and verse 16 says who has known the mind of lord so as to instruct him but we have the mind of christ it says the spirit such as deeper things of god i believe what we what is sown in our hearts as a seeds as the words of god are the things that spirit searches it's just like you know uh, before the formation of earth it says that it was void and spirit of god was hovering all in it i think spirit does the same thing he hovers over the words that are sown inside of our hearts and bring it as a revelation as a fresh word that is also called the rema word of god and it, as the revelation comes and as we speak it out it has a power to do it it brings the things into life it brings things to come to pass uh, it says in uh, let's read uh, luke 137 it says nothing will be impossible with god yeah the word nothing there is actually the word used is rema so basically what it means is no rema word of god will be without power will be impossible uh rema is actually it means the freshly spoken word of god so uh, to combine it it means no freshly spoken word of god will be without power so there is a season of sowing the seed we sow that in our heart then there is spirit who searches the things of god and brings us revelation you know as paul said that we are not taught by the worldly wisdom but we are taught by the spirit of god so spirit of god teaches us from the very things sown in our heart and brings us a revelation of fresh revelation which becomes the rema word the freshly spoken word of god which has power to do it which comes with the power to accomplish it that's a process of farming but many of us has not seen farming closely so we don't understand the timing see when i sow the grains today i don't get harvest tomorrow there's a long process there's a long process we have to keep waiting we have to keep nourishing it nourishment comes in the presence of god just like the earth was without form and the spirit of hovering there was a presence and then god spoke the word the rema word and things came into existence it got into order wait for that i am really excited because right now we may be in the season of sowing as we sow god is faithful you know psalms 37 3 it says trust in the lord and do good dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness trust in the lord and do sowing do what is good dwell in the land also wait in the land 
cultivate his faithfulness god will bring the harvest out of what you are sown wait for that he is faithful he will bring it to pass but i want to make sure that you understand that when i am talking about sowing the words of god in our hearts i'm not talking it in a legalistic view not talking it as the rules but i'm talking it as a relational thing as a thing that nourishes us we don't eat because the book says that we have to eat we know that it produces good there was a time i wanted to build muscles so i was reading about it don't ask me right now i'm not in that season so i was reading about it and i i read the process of it like the proteins get converted into muscles so there is all the process so for that to happen i had to first feed myself with proteins then i know it will bring forth the muscles the same way for the spiritual growth we need the spiritual food nutrition that's the word of god and i pray that you know instead of being legalistic and being condemned uh, being of the condemning voice i want to be encouraging to myself and to all of you also that let us pray that god will give us hunger god will give us hunger for his words and his spirit will give us revelation that will even more make us more hungry i i love bill johnson says that in in spiritual we become hungry by eating more so i pray this prayer for you and for me that god will give us hunger and he will give us that thirst for his word and he will show us what we are turning into because of that because of the sowing and harvest and i as i said last time that may god give us a joy that is set before us so i want to set a simple and very interesting joy before you so that you will be encouraged i'm taking a risk and i'm giving trying to give you the best analogy of this entire process possible like sowing then reaping out of it in 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 relation to the word of god uh so there is a word of god that's written word of god and i i i told you about the rema word of god the, the spray, freshly spoken word of god which has power to accomplish it let's think about the birth of our lord jesus you know in in isaiah uh chapter 7 verse 14 it says therefore the lord himself will give you a sign behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name emmanuel well this was a prophecy that was given to isaiah which reminds me of the prophetic words you know scripture says that god will not do anything without revealing it to his prophets so here also you see this divine order that god gives the, the words which are like verbal words or written words these are the words and then spirit takes those words and brings the rema word out of it and the things get accomplished similarly here we see the promise for messiah promise for jesus this was a written word of god and then we see this written word of god turning into rema word of god let's see how it happens and where it happens now in in john 114 it says the word became flesh and dwelt among us well that's where it happened the word 
the written word of God, it's called Logos. The word of God became flesh and dwell among us. Now, when did that happen? How did it start? Let's come to the chapter of Luke. Chapter 1 of Luke. Verse 30. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus. Here we see the angel of God comes to Mary and he brings the word of God to her, saying the same promise that was given to given through Isaiah. He brings it in a Rema word of God. He brings as freshly spoken word of God. And as he speaks, he releases that. How we know that? Now here comes a very interesting closure to this story. Remember, I started with the word. We, uh, I gave a word to you about nothing will be impossible with God and that nothing is about the Rema word of God. Where did that come? It came right here. When angel gave the promise, Mary asked angel, how shall that be? That's impossible. And then the angel said, this is a freshly spoken word of God, which carries the power to do it. It will be possible. It will not be impossible. And then we see the transition of it becoming flesh and bringing life in us. Isn't that interesting? What we saw today in our hearts has potential to become a Rema word tomorrow and bring something to life, bring a lot of things to life. But I want to warn you with one thing. As I said, whichever seed that God created, he didn't create to bring forth just one grain out of it or one fruit out of it. He created all the seeds with potential to have much more in multiplication. Whatever seed we sow today will bring forth a greater harvest tomorrow. We need to be patient. But remember that we have something, rather someone most important in this process, the Spirit of God in us. That Spirit of God takes what is God and he brings it to life, brings it to revelation. I want to encourage you. Let's start with all the promises spoken over us. Write them down. Read them again and again till it becomes a freshly spoken word again over you. And as we read, let us fill, feed our hearts, our minds with his word. Not as compulsion, but as a blessing. I want to encourage you with one more thing. You know, Jesus said, no one takes my life from me. I give it myself. And the next verse, next part of this verse, he says, This commandment I received from my Father. What if we look at the commands of God as something that gives us power rather than something that gives us task? Jesus said, This is a commandment that was given to me by my father. What was the commandment? That I have power over my life 
to take it, to give it or to keep it. And the same happens. What if we start reading the, the commands of God, not as legal, but as empowering? When God says something, what if we look at that as he's saying that he's giving me power through that command? I, I just re realized when I was in my class 11 and 12, I was afraid of exams. And there was this Psalms that came to me. And there was this word that came to me. And I started thinking on that and meditating on that and believing on that. And that encouraged me and that built me. And I realized that's how it happens. That his commands are not the legalistic thing, but his commands are something that empower us. David says, you through your commands make me wise. You know, think of it. Think of it differently. I just want to give you a different perspective so that we may not be repelled by something that is so beautiful. I want to acknowledge that I have been repelled. I have been away from the world because I always felt like I was not doing enough. Whenever someone would say, read the word, I would feel like, you know, I will find the lack in me. But I want to encourage you. Let's look at it differently. I've already given you the, the process that stays, the stages, there are different stages. So think of the stage three, the harvest, and then start sowing. When the, when the farmers put the seed, he has the rain in mind. I want to give you the rain right now. I prophesy the wind and the rain to come. Let's prepare our farms with seeds. Let's start sowing the seeds because the wind is coming. The rain is coming. The harvest is waiting. I'm really excited for what it can bring out of us. I bless you guys. And I thank God for you. I, I pray that the words that are implanted in you, as the scripture says, they will save your soul. And not just that, they will build you up. Start with the promises that, that you received. I pray that, that the promises will be again like a freshly spoken word to you, they will build you and they will build out of you. I want to bless everyone. I want to prophesy for some people. I, I pray that God will raise counselors amongst us who will understand the heart of people, who will be able to touch the, the hearts of people with their bare hands and heal them, not condemn them, not put them to shame, but to lift them up. I pray for the for all types of disorders to go right now in the name of Jesus. I'm seeing that the Spirit of God is coming on some of you and He's, he's dissolving all kinds of disorder, all kinds of uh, things that are not in order. I speak complete order over them. As the Spirit of God is hovering upon you, I release the word over you. Be released, be healed right now in Jesus' name. I'm seeing some people being equipped i'm also seeing that god is touching few people he's touching their thighs which is symbolic of god is preparing them to stand so whatever you're launching into a new thing a new business i bless you i release the strength over you and i pray as as uh as isaac prayed for his his son bless you may you be fruitful in your land in the land that you're working in May you receive 
fruit and favor bless you thank you so much i hope you were blessed please let me know if this if you need any word of encouragement you can just message us you contact us we will love to pray and hear god for you and we'll speak words over you bless you